On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders, was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. You are tuned in to Americana Music Profiles. Thanks for joining us for the second season, brought to you exclusively by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine. Man, it's people like you that, that make it possible for us to get out here and enjoy this life. Thank you for getting in touch with me. I'm so glad you love what we do. Thank you for your help with everything, Greg. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing you've got going there. I'm your host and publisher, Greg Tutwiler. Now let's get to this week's show. My guest for this episode is Angie Breuer, originally from upstate New York. Although she began her professional career as a Southern California model, Angie eventually parlayed her childhood experiences and love for writing poems into a songwriting career. Angie and her band, The Deserters, currently have a two-part EP in the pipeline, the first titled Blood Like Wine. Hi, Angie. Welcome to the program today. Hi, Greg. Thanks for having us. Hey, you're welcome. Good to talk to you. So um, let's talk about your career a little bit. And I think I'm, I read here in the notes where you actually got started as a model. I did get started as a model. It was uh, it was just something that happened. I, I got scouted on the streets, the typical story when my family and I moved to Los Angeles. And um, being from upstate New York, I had no idea what I was getting into. <laughs> but um, it happened pretty quick. It was cool. But the whole time I, you know, played my music. Yeah, and how long ago was I that? I had my bass and my guitar with me. <laughs> <laughs> how long ago was that? Um, well, I started when I was, I think I got started when I was 15 years old. Oh, wow. Okay. And then I did it until I was about, uh, gosh, I think I, I did that until I was about 26, 27 years old without with odd jobs here and there in between. But um, I actually kind of got out of the modeling industry for a while and... Um, had a crazy, uh, my apartment burned down in Hollywood. I was sitting oh, no. up behind the whiskey, and I lost all my songs. I lost everything, oh, and geez. all I saved was my bass. Wow. So I thought, well, I better get back to it. So I flew to Milan with my bass. I bought a couple pair of Levi's and a pair of boots and <laughs> started up again. And then my career kind of started to take off modeling at that time, but I, I so did my songwriting. Yeah. So it was kind of cool. They coincided. So songwriting has, has really kind of been the the underlying theme for you for your whole life then? Pretty much, yeah. I, I started writing lyrics when I was a kid, um, poetry, uh-huh. all the time, always writing poetry and just, you know, accumulated stacks and stacks of poetry. And I think um, I, did, I, didn't, I wanted to do something with them and not just, you know, put them out in a book. And I think that's how the natural progression went for me. And I actually started playing guitar later, later in life. I was about 17, 16, 17. Um, just to have something to put my poetry to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um, that's how that happened. But yeah, it's, it, for me, it's all about songwriting. It's, it's, it's my drug. It's my favorite thing to do. <laughs> and and you're originally from New York, right? Upstate New York. I am upstate New York, a small town called Potsdam. Um, yeah, we, you know, I grew up, you know, very different from the Los Angeles lifestyle. Um, couldn't actually be more different. When I grew up, the town was. You know, filled with Amish people and people on horse and buggies. Oh, wow. Okay. You know, a lot of freedom as a child running mm-hmm. around in the woods and, and um, you know, different time. But uh, I think a lot of that had a lot of influence over my over my lyrics as well. 
A lot of people, when we think of New York, the rest of the world, we think of New York City, and that's um, completely different from the the, the North Country, upstate Um, New York. It it couldn't be more different. In fact, (laughs) I never went to New York City until I moved to Los Angeles. Wow. So it wasn't even something that was in my realm of of thought that you just, you know, drive to New York City or, or get there in any way. I just, I had to come to Los Angeles first to realize how badly I'd like to go to New York City. Different world. <laughs> yeah. What? I'm actually going there um, next week, and and you know, it's it's. I'd love to visit my family at the same time, but that's how far apart they actually are. People wow, don't okay. realize that. Yeah. Yeah. No, we don't. The rest of the world kind of kind of lumps it all up into one place. Yep. What What sparked the inspiration for the poetry writing? How How did that How did that begin for you? Oh gosh, I don't know. I think. Um, a vivid imagination and, and, and crazy dreams, and I've just always been such a dreamer. I, I'm not quite sure because I, I think I, I read a lot. You know, I read a lot of books, and I'm mm-hmm. a big reader and, and, and just a lover of words in general. So I think um, at a young age, that's what sparked it for me. So then the music career, modeling career overlapped each other a little bit. Did I understand that correctly? They did. Um, as, you know, actually, it wasn't a career for me at the time with the modeling because I was traveling a lot. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it, you know, it was hard to form a band, but it, the songwriting started then for sure. It was, uh, it was a way to escape, too. You know, at night I didn't... I, it, you know, they're long hours, and it's wonderful, and there's so much inspiration in the travel of it that I, I really used that for a lot of earlier songs that I wrote. Do you recall when it felt like okay, maybe this music thing is actually going to work and, and, and there was a shift for you? Um, I still don't know if that's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I've ever felt that the music thing is going to work. I think I just felt that I have no choice and okay. I, have to, I have to do it, I have to write. Um, yeah. uh, I think I just knew that that's what made, that fulfilled me, you know, more than anything. I think I, think I knew that really early on. I think... Um, in fact, that's what pulled me out of the modeling more so. It's just I really wanted to be more grounded and start a band and really work hone on my, in on my craft, and I felt like that took me away from it. So, um, yeah, as far as, um, yeah, I think, I think that's the answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> is, is it a full-time pursuit for you at this point, or do you have other things that you're involved in? Um, at this point, it's pretty much it is a full-time. I I've done many things. I've had um, other businesses throughout. Um, you know, it's difficult being a, a, a songwriter, and, and and I have a daughter, and, and uh, making that all work. Sure. But, so I've had to have other jobs, but I'm incredibly fortunate at the time and been able to play some songs and some television shows and TV movies. Uh-huh. Um, and, um, you know, it's starting to make a living finally. You know, it's one of those things I tell people just, you know, if this is really what you want to do, you, you can't give up. It's, sometimes it's yeah. disheartening, but it's, it's, you know, it's what I'll do till I'm 90, so I'm making it work now, so I'm really, really fortunate. I think that, mixed with my passion of motorcycles, is pretty much uh, cool. You know, it's my full-time thing right now, okay. my full-time gig. <laughs> I don't know if you saw the last video. Uh, I did. Country Radio, yeah. yeah. You see a little bit of that there. That yeah, was, yeah. It was pretty cool. And the desert, which I love so much. You know, Joshua Tree is my heart and soul, so. Well, I'm happy to do that video and mix all three of those things together. Yeah, that's, that's cool. And I, I was going to ask, so you kind of you kind of led us there. The 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 idea of being coined as Americana outlaw. How did how did that happen? 
it's funny. Um, it's actually funny. I, uh, sometimes I, I, I swear in a lot of my songs. I think you saw that. Um, mm-hmm. It's just merely an adjective for me that I can find another word to describe, to take the place of that word. Um, I think it's fun. I don't really quite know what outlaw is. Um, but yeah, they, I, I was kind of labeled that, and I've, and I, and I, and I don't mind, to be honest with you. You know, I listen to Outlaw Country on Sirius Radio. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm happy to be in that company of, yeah. of people that don't, um, you know, censor themselves necessarily. And a little more honesty, I find, I find a lot more fun in honesty. So, if, um, I've had, I've had some, some critics, you know, uh, say that, you know, nice, a nice girl shouldn't talk like that, uh-huh. but... So in in 2014, um, you had the um, uh, West of the Night couple singles from that. Was, was that your first project, or have you done some things prior to that? Um, no, I have done other records. I actually did a record. Um, my first full-length um, proper record was done in 2006. It was okay. called Riding the Belly. Mm-hmm. And I did that with, um, with uh, Guy Griffin from the London Choir Boys. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that band. Mm-hmm. We did it in Bedford, England, um, oh, cool. in a small town in England. All these English, English Brit players, which is so funny. It's been a common thread throughout my band until this last incarnation of the Deserters. Um, always like melding this English, English rock sound with my Americana country sound. Yeah, um, that's and, cool. And that's so. Riding the Belly in 2006 was was the first first attempt at doing that. Um, which I love. I love that record. I'm really proud of that record. You know, I was I was new in the recording studio, um, new learning experience. Mm-hmm. And then. So we played with that record and, and toured, you know, um, toured Europe, toured America with that record for a while. And then um, I've just been writing and writing and writing and playing live shows. And then until, until we got to the last record, West of the Night, which we completed in 2014. Which, uh, with uh, Chad Slosher, mm-hmm. at Matt Sorum from Guns N' Roses. He has a great studio in oh, Los cool. Angeles. Okay. We recorded it there. Um, yeah, so that was so. There was quite a bit of time in between the two. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I love West of the Night. We didn't quite release it the way that we wished and wanted it to. But but with that record, we were able to get our Fender endorsement, and it, you know, every every step up just helps. You know, just moving yeah. forward and forward. And, I'm really proud and happy of how much forward, more forward it's moved now with our blood of like wine release that's coming out. What's a typical quote work day look like for you as as an artist? What what does that uh, involve? For um, you, you know, point? I am a nighttime writer. Mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm, you know, I, I, in Nashville they. Uh, I've been invited on a few sessions, and you know the eleven o'clock, the two o'clock hours just don't seem to work as well for me. Um, <laughs> I'm, I, you know, I, I like I said, I, I do have a daughter, so uh-huh. I still rise early, but I, I stay up late to write. Okay. When the inspiration hits, usually yeah. at nighttime, it's usually a glass of wine in hand and a and a beautiful warm night sitting outside or in my studio. And um, yeah, it's a, uh, it's about five days a week. I'm writing right now about. You know, two songs, two to three songs a week, and oh, with a cool. new band, sometimes mm-hmm. more. And so we spend a lot of time writing, a lot, a lot of time working on our craft. I think you'll find on the next record that we'll be recording now, probably be out next year, really honing in on the harmonies and the, mm-hmm. just the nuances. That taking the time with every song that I that I've been craving and 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 um, 
you know, we're going to try and create a different sound on this new record. So, yeah, it's nighttime, it's bottles of wine, it's usually alone, sometimes with my band. We, we write in different stages. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's what it looks like for me. And then do you, are you on tour? Is that part of what you do at this point, or is it more local, regional type of performance? Yeah, right now we're just doing local, uh-huh. uh, because we just released this, this, uh, this new single. We're coming out with a second single. We're doing a, a handful of music videos to support the song. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been playing around locally. We just did our first show with our new band um, up here in Topanga. I have another show booked in Santa Barbara next month. And um, more concentrating on recording the new record. When the second part of this record comes out in at the end of this year, we will start our tour. We are busy, and we're writing songs for these soundtracks that are that we've been asked to do. So, oh, okay. So we're really in the writing recording process. Yeah. Right now. So you've got some other. Honestly, my favorite. I, I mean, well, actually, I can't say that playing with in front of a live audience is yeah real like no other. As well, <laughs> but being in the studio and writing is just really amazing. We're putting this record out through Topanga Canyon Records, which we started ourselves. Oh, cool. We okay. have a studio up here in Topanga. Yeah. Pretty much living the entire lifestyle of, of this now at this point. So the other projects, then, are, are things outside of your own personal recording projects that, that involve your own CDs, then you've got other things in the works but for they other do, folks. Yes, but they are from Angie and the Deserters. We're all, we are all doing it together okay. with, the other, with the soundtracks and the, and the other things. We're, we're doing it as, as our band. It's the same group of people, which is so wonderful. Do you get to write for other artists also? Um, you know, I haven't done that yet, and I'm hoping to do that. Um, I, I'm, 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 we're actually looking into that right now with our PR company and mm-hmm. trying to find out how that works out. Yeah, um, I'm excited. I would, I would really be excited to hear somebody sing one of my songs yeah. and have, hear it in a different light. I, that would be a real honor for me. So. We haven't done it yet, but I'm hoping to do that real soon. That's cool. Yeah. And and so you say soundtracks uh, f- for movies. What what are these things that you'll get your other songs on? Uh, yeah, we're doing um, we're doing the soundtrack right now for a web series that's coming out. Um, okay. There's a movie that we just were able to place a song in. I think we're not allowed to talk about it yet. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's some big actors in it, so we're very excited that's about awesome. that. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. So. A couple couple of those hopefully trying to do the sound the title track for that as well oh, cool. one or two other songs in yeah, that. So yeah it's okay. really exciting to me i really love getting being given a direction um as a writer mm-hmm. i feel like it's a really wonderful challenge for me a storyline a direction um and 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 being able to write hopefully live up to somebody's vision of what they have yeah. I think it's such an integral part of a movie too for me especially I don't know sure. for everybody I'm being a musician but it's a real honor and it's a real challenge and I really enjoy it I'm hoping uh, to do a lot more of that I don't think people realize how important it is until it's missing <laughs> I really don't think people realize either until yeah until you try and listen to it without it right right yeah because yeah. we get to see you know the run throughs of these shows without the music and wow yeah really what's missing it it's also really exciting because you can go either. There's so many directions you sure. can go, and you don't realize how much it really changes. Yeah, yeah. The scene, perhaps. You know. Well, you're telling a story underneath of the story with the exactly. music. Exactly. At the same time, without taking away from the story. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's again a challenge. I love it. Very exciting to me. So the the new record is Blood Like Wine, and it's an EP. And if I read the notes correctly, is there a is there two two releases? 
Two. Okay, so Blood Like Wine will be the first six-song EP, uh-huh. and then the other six songs will be coming out later in the year. Okay, okay. Uh, as another un- unti- as of yet untitled EP. Um, we, we decided to split it up this time. Um, we recorded all 12 songs at the Castle in Nashville. At the same time? At the same time. Yeah, okay. We've decided to split it into two EPs. Um, we just found that it seems to make more sense for us at this moment. Sure. People's attention spans seem to be getting a little shorter. I'm not yeah, yeah. <laughs> including my own. Yeah, I know. So, I feel like, like we're gonna we're gonna try and work with that and see how that goes for us. Okay. Yeah, I, that, that's an interesting uh, concept, but I think that probably it makes sense. You're right. We we yeah, we're, yeah, we're we're trying it out. We're just you know we don't really follow too many rules and and look at that and like what other people are doing and what's the right thing to do. I think we just try and go with our gut on yeah. everything we do. Yeah. So far, so good, and I'm just going to continue to do that and try out different things while continuing to make music. And you had a pretty good uh, cast of folks involved in this recording project, right? I really do, yeah. Um, Jeff Huskins was uh, our producer, our amazing producer on it. He did Keith Urban, Terry Underwood, Clint Black, my twin, so many. Um, Mm -hmm. We had it mastered by Bob Ludwig at Gateway, Zeppelin, Beatles, Stone. Yeah. those little bands, Pink Floyd. Yeah. Um, and then as far as players go, I mean, Troy Lancaster from Loretta Lynn to McGraw-Taylor Swift, Aubrey Haney uh, from Black Sh- Blake Shelton, Merle Haggard, Scott Sanders did Kenny Chesney, John Willis did Johnny Cash, Van Morrison, um, The Swine, Kevin Swine Grant, Willie Nelson, Linda Ronstadt, you know. So I, as far as players go, I got the best of the best of the best and had just a total different experience. Mm. You know, the Nashville Way was such a learning experience to me, so different than anything I'd done. We recorded it all live in the studio, you know, one one take. Yeah, cool. And it's just what, it's just playing at that level just taught me so much. Yeah. It's incredibly scary, and I came out such a better, such a better seasoned musician, I, I, I hope. Yeah, that's cool. Um, definitely more confident. So that releases uh, this month, July of 2016, right? That is correct. And then what does it look like for you guys to begin to promote that? What, what does that look like in the short term? Uh, for promoting the July 15th? Yeah, uh, the, the, the first the uh, We're going to come EP. out with another video for the second single. Okay. And we're going to book a bunch of shows and go out and play it for people. Will that, that be, be um, more national than just regional? Oh, yeah, this will be more national. Yeah, yeah. we're going to bring it out in, in the U.K. as well. Oh, um, cool. Okay. You know, the U.K., we've seemed to, they seem to like the Americana thing a yeah, lot. And it's you're great, right, and do. I yeah. love playing there. And, you know, I think we have some fans there from working with the choir boys back in the day. And, and um, I, I just, I, I'm a bit of an Anglophile myself, so I couldn't be happier to be releasing it there as yeah, well. Yeah, that's cool. And that'll be so. When do you have a projection for the second half? Is that will you wait a full a year before you do that, or is that? Oh gonna... no, no, this, that'll be definitely this year as well. Yeah. Okay. We're just. I think. I. I'm. I think we're thinking October, November, and I'm pretty sure that's what's going to happen. Yeah. We'll release those six songs while we're while we're recording the album that will be coming out next. Okay. Afterwards. All right. Well, we're well, busy over here. Yeah, it sounds the like it. World, which is, <laughs> which I will never complain about. Will folks get to hear? The the songs that are on the second EP while you're on tour for the for the first half of it. Oh yeah, we'll be playing them. Yeah. We'll, we'll, I don't think we can help it. It's hard, you know, going through the set list too. Yeah. To eliminate <laughs> them because I love playing them. So we'll be we'll be playing and we'll be giving sneak peeks. 
And what type of venues are, are typical for you guys? Where, where will people be able to see you? Uh, you know, uh, I think we're going to be having some shows coming up at Pappy and Aaron's out in the desert, Joshua Tree, which is my favorite venue. Mm-hmm. Uh, Troubadour in Los Angeles. Another place we love to play, The Mint. Um, those are... Those, we like to do like more intimate shows, but those, those are the, will be our bigger shows in Los Angeles. Okay. Unless we get a supporting uh, tour for somebody else. Yeah, That's yeah. That's probably where we'll be. Okay. We'll be playing close to home where all our friends are. Um, I'd love to get out on a on a American tour for it as well, but we'll probably do that after both of them are released. Okay. All right. That's cool. Where can uh, where can people find you, get in touch, uh, find out about your music, get a hold of a copy of the new EP when it comes out? Uh, well, you know, we're on all the um, online Pandora, iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, all the digital outlets, and also at www.com, or www.angieandthedeserters.com. Also, Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, all yeah. those good things. Awesome. Well, thanks, Angie. I appreciate it. I enjoyed talking to you today. Uh, hey, it was great talking to you, too. Thank you so much. I really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, best of luck to you guys. I look forward to uh, getting to hear the rest of this EP when it comes out. Right on, Greg. Thank you yeah. so much. Thank you. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Americana Music Profiles. Find us on iTunes at Americana Music Profiles and on the Internet at AmericanaRhythm.com. What would you do to achieve the American dream? The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would I shop? Would I shop? Would you kill? Yes. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal, comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who kill their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, the Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.